Welcome to One and All. I'm Sonal Mandana and you are tuned into the Connectures podcast. Today we are going to be discussing Israeli-Palestinian conflict part 2. After listening to the historic events that led to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, let's move on to discuss the current scenario. Where does the world's longest running and most controversial conflict stands now? as discussed in the previous podcast this complex and controversial conflict is based on five core issues the control over land and territory the right of palestinians to self determination israel's illegal settlements palestinian refugees and the status of jerusalem any future peace truce therefore must resolve all these issues about which israelis and palestinians hold diametrically opposing views now why hasn't peace been achieved yet the main reason is the us backing of israel the most powerful party involved that is the united states has consistently sided with israel over the palestinians and has pressured the palestinians to give up the basic right to self determination what about a two state solution wherein the conflict envisages an independent state of palestinian alongside the state of israel west of the jordan river But no, the Israelis would never accept the Palestinian refugee diaspora right of return to Israel because doing so would essentially change the nature of Israel to a Jewish minority state. Recently, US headbutted into the conflict with talks of mediation between the Israelis and the Palestinians. The Trump peace plan, officially titled Peace to Prosperity, a vision to improve the lives of the Palestinian and Israeli people is a proposal by the Trump administration to resolve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Donald Trump formally unveiled the plan in a White House press conference alongside Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on January 28, 2020. Palestinian representatives were not invited. The plan was authored by a team led by Trump's son-in-law and senior advocate Jared Kushner. Both the West Bank settlers Yesha Council and the Palestinian leadership rejected the plan. The former because it envisaged a Palestinian state, the latter arguing it is too biased in favor of Israel. The plan is divided into two parts, an economic portion and a political portion. On June 2020, uh, on June 22, 2019, the Trump administration released the economic portion of the plan titled Peace to Prosperity. The political portion was released in late January 2020. The plan has been characterized as requiring too few concessions from the Israelis and imposing too harsh requirements on the Palestinians. Egypt urged careful review of the plan. Jordan was less responsive and emphasized its commitment to a two-state solution along pre-1967 lines, which the plan does not call for. Reactions among the Congressional Democrats were mixed, although All leading democratic presidential candidates have denounced it as a smoke screen for annexation. Proposed benefits to the Palestinians from the plan are contingent on Israel and the United States subsequently agreeing that a list of conditions has been implemented including total dematerialization. abandonment of international legal action against Israel and the United States and compliance with all the terms and conditions of the one 180 page plan many of these conditions have been denounced by opponents of the plan as impossible or fantastic 
the plan rejects a Palestinian capital in Jerusalem, proposing instead a Palestinian capital on the outskirts of East Jerusalem. The proposed site for a Palestinian capital includes the Shuafat refugee camp, described as a gang-ridden slim, slum. Many Israeli settlers have expressed discontent and concern with the plan's security assurances. During the press conference announcing the plan, Netanyahu announced that the Israeli government would immediately annex the Jordan Valley and West Bank settlements while committing not to create new settlements in areas left to the Palestinians for at least four years. U.S. Ambassador to Israel David F. Friedman claimed that the Trump administration had given permission for an immediate annexation, stating that Israel does not have to wait at all and we will recognize it. The Lukut spokesman tweeted that Israeli sovereignty over settlements would be declared on the following Sunday. The Trump administration clarified that no such green light had been given. No decision would take place before new elections and a new government had been formed. Now, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he is very confident that the Trump administration will recognize Israeli sovereignty over parts of the occupied West Bank within months, giving an apparent green light for Israel to annex territory Palestinians, hope will form part of a future state. If Washington were to agree to Israeli unilaterally annexing Jewish settlements in the occupied West Bank, it would not be the first time that U.S. under Trump has abandoned long-standing American policies and set itself against the international community with regards to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Trump has moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. and has halted funding for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian refugees in the Near East, which has supported Palestinian refugees for decades. Nathan Hayu has made annexation of parts of the West Bank a campaign pledge in Israel's three consecutive elections in the space of a year, in a persistent effort to win over right-wing voters. In spite of that, Israel has been in a turmoil of political unrest after three inconclusive elections and a year of political paralysis. So, on 20th April 2020, in a deal to form an emergency unity government, Nathan Hayu and his centrist rival Benny Gantz agreed that Nathan Hayu will be able to bring forward legislation to annex parts of the West by the government and the Israeli parliament by 1 July 2020. Washington would need to agree to the move, according to the power-sharing agreement, under which Nathan Hayu will serve as Prime Minister for 18 months before handing power over to Gantz. A senior Palestinian official said on May 9, 2020, that a special committee has been formed by President Mahmoud Abbas to follow up on the Palestinian measures in response to the Israeli threat to annex parts of the West Bank. Azam al-Ahmad, a member of Abbas's Fatah Party Central Council and the Palestinian Liberation Organization Executive Committee, told the official Palestinian radio that the committee is scheduled to meet this week to determine its next step and submit its recommendations to the PLO Executive Committee, which is considered to be the highest political level in Palestine. The next days might bring along an entirely new phase that we must face with an united odd front in order to prevent the Israeli decision from taking place, El Ahmad said.
he warned that the anticipated Israeli annexation decision would have grave political, economic and security repercussions. The new Israeli government is expected to present a decision on the Israeli parliament on the coming Wednesday, including the issue of annexing large areas of the West Bank and applying Israeli sovereignty on the settlements in the occupied territories. El Ahmed mentioned that Abbas told the PLO's executive committee during its meeting on Thursday that all agreements with Israel and the US will be annulled if Israel advances its plans of annexation. He held that the U.S. government responsible for the actions of the Israeli government because it, quote, undermines international legitimacy and the chances to achieve peace, unquote. If we look at the facts, Israel is at a disadvantage in this fight because the Palestinians, uh, as they have the support of the U.S. But Palestinians are also proving to be a force to be reckoned with. Nathan Hayu will obviously forever continue to pursue annexation of Israeli settlements in an apparent effort to make it part of its legacy as Israel's longest-serving prime minister. After almost 70 years of conflict, it is going to take a long time to reach middle ground between the two. Only time will tell us if US will be successful in negotiating a peace agreement. And that was it for the, this episode of the podcast. I would love to hear what you have to say about on the topic. Head over on to theconnecture.com slash podcast and visit the episode page to leave your thoughts and suggestions. Thank you.